selection from Calvert Library's digital collection from the desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks. Chapter One. The day I turned 12, I was certain it'd be my favorite birthday yet. But then I got the letter. I just had my dream birthday party at Ari's Cakes. Mom's friend Ariana owned the bakery in Beacon Hill, my favorite neighborhood in all of Boston. It had cute brick buildings and townhouses with cobblestone streets. There was a deli with baskets of fresh fruit for sale outside, a chocolate shop, a coffee shop, and a ton of fancy restaurants. And then there was Ari's Cakes with its pretty pale blue awning and a wooden sign above it with the store's name written in white script. Her front window always had lots of cupcakes on display, along with fresh flowers. You could smell the sugar before you walked in. Even though it was pouring rain outside, I felt like the luckiest girl. I'd been in a professional kitchen with my best friends, Jasmine and Maya, as we baked and decorated chocolate fudge cupcakes. When my parents and I got home, Dad pulled his rain jacket hood onto his head and rushed inside with the box of leftover cupcakes. Mom, using an umbrella, carried my gift bags. I hurried behind them and on my way in grabbed the mail from the mailbox next to our front door. While I kicked off my sneakers in our foyer, I flipped through the envelopes, checking to see if my great aunt's birthday card arrived. She usually included money, and I was dying to add an egg separator to my baking supplies. There was a catalog and some junk mail from credit card companies, and then I spotted a plain white envelope with my name, Zoe Washington, and my address written in neat blue print. I glanced at the return address and froze. Massachusetts State Penitentiary was typed on the upper left corner across from a waving American flag stamp. The name Marcus Johnson was written in that same blue handwriting above the prison's name. It was a letter from my convict father, a man I'd never heard from before. I couldn't believe it. Just like that, my birthday didn't matter anymore. The envelope slipped from my fingers, landing on the floor. My dog, Butternut, ran over and started licking it, but I snatched it up and dropped it onto the table next to the front door. Why would Marcus write to me? Why now? I only owned one picture of him, which Grandma had given me, since Mom would never approve. It was one of Mom's pictures that Grandma had saved from when Mom and Marcus were high school sweethearts. I'd hidden the picture between the pages of one of my journals, in it, Marcus was at a Boston Celtics game, wearing a team sweatshirt and a huge smile. My smile looked like his, which was weird. Someone I'd never met had the exact same smile as me, and his brown skin matched mine. Mom's skin was a little lighter. Now Marcus was sitting in a prison cell, probably wearing an orange jumpsuit. That's how I imagined people in prison. I bet he didn't smile much there. I picked up the envelope and rubbed my thumb across the seal, but all of a sudden my fingers stopped working and I froze in place. 
I wanted to read it, but I was also terrified of what it might say. He'd committed a terrible crime. What if he'd written something scary? It was only a piece of paper, but the feeling wouldn't go away. I took a deep breath and started to open the envelope again. But then I heard Mom come down the stairs. I knew it was Mom and not my stepdad, Paul, because she was humming a song, which she did a lot, especially in front of the bathroom mirror when she was putting on makeup. She had a pretty good voice, but she always said it was because of the bathroom acoustics. That was wrong, because my stepdad sometimes sang in the shower, and the acoustics didn't stop him from sounding like a dying coyote. I quickly tucked the letter into the pocket on the inside of my rain jacket. It wouldn't be a good idea to show Mom. I was pretty sure she'd take it away without letting me read it. I hoped she wouldn't hear how hard my heart was beating. I put the gift bags in your room, she said. Thanks. Did you have fun today? She asked. Your cupcakes came out so pretty. It was amazing, I told Mom. But now I couldn't focus on how amazing it was, not with Marcus's letter taking up so much space in my brain. This today's mail? Mom stared at the foyer table, where I'd left the rest of it. Yep, I grabbed it from the mailbox. Thanks. But then her eyebrows scrunched together, and her shoulders did what they did when she was stressed. They lifted up towards her ears. She smiled at me, but it was a forced smile, like she wasn't actually happy. She picked up the pile of mail, and as she flipped through it, her shoulders slowly returned to their normal position. I thought Auntie Lillian's card might have come, but I didn't see it. I swallowed hard, thinking of the letter that had come. I wondered if I should tell Mom about it, but what if it made her mad or upset? She didn't like to talk about Marcus. Mom smiled at me for real. It'll come. Anyway, there's one more birthday surprise for you. We're going to order Hawaiian-ish pizza for dinner. I forced myself to smile. Hawaiian-ish was the name I'd given my favorite pizza combo, pineapple and pepperoni instead of ham. Since my mom and stepdad thought it was gross, we usually only got those toppings on half a pie. Sounds great. I cleared my throat. I'm going to go to my room and um, put my gifts away. It was a total lie, but that's not what mom noticed. You're not going to take your jacket off? She asked. Marcus's envelope was still in my pocket, right over my heart which was beating fast. I'll take it off in my room. I walked away before Mom could say anything else. What could Marcus have to say to me? I had to know. Chapter 2 I shut my bedroom door and opened the envelope. The paper inside was a piece of loose leaf, like what Mom would buy to put into my school binders. The words filling the page were written in the same blue handwriting from the front of the envelope, except the print wasn't as neat. I stood in the middle of my bedroom and read the letter from start to finish, and then I read it again. 
Everything was quiet except for my heartbeat echoing in my eardrums. To my little tomato, happy birthday. I can't believe you're 12 years old. Wow. Do I sound like a broken record when I say that you're growing up so fast? Do you even know what a broken record is? Everybody used to listen to CDs when I was growing up, but my dad, your grandpa, kept a record player in the corner of the living room. He always says that music sounds better coming from a record player. He might be right. His favorite singer is Stevie Wonder. Have you ever heard any of his songs? He has a pretty great voice. There's this one song called Isn't She Lovely? You should look it up sometime. Stevie's saying exactly how I feel about you, my baby girl. Well, you're not a baby anymore, but I know you've got to be pretty lovely at this age. I wish I could give you a hug and see your smiling face on your big day. I'm sorry I can't be there to celebrate with you. I know your mom is doing something special. She was always good at knowing how to celebrate birthdays when we were together. Even if you never reply to these letters, I'll keep writing them, though I hope you'll write me back one day. In the meantime, I want you to know that I think about you every day. Love, Daddy. All I could do was stand there staring at the paper in my hands. I was like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz when he needed to be oiled. My arms and legs felt stiff, like they'd weigh a million pounds if I tried to move them. Why did Marcus sound so... nice? Mom always made it seem like he was a bad person. He didn't seem like he was writing from prison. I wasn't sure how someone in prison would sound exactly, but I guess they wouldn't be so smart. He seemed normal. He liked music like any other dad, like my stepdad, who was into classical and jazz music. I'd heard of Stevie Wonder, and I thought I knew a couple of his songs. I'd look up Isn't She Lovely later. I read the letter again. Why had he called me Little Tomato? It was kind of weird. I like tomatoes, especially the little ones, but I didn't want to be called one. What did Marcus mean when he wrote these letters? This was the first one I'd ever gotten from him. It didn't make any sense. None of this did. I stared at my striped rug as a million thoughts swirled around my head like cake batter in a mixer. Should I write him back? What will happen if I do? I had no idea Marcus thought about me. But what if he was pretending to be nice to me because he wanted something from me? What, though? Maybe I should throw the letter away? There was a knock on my bedroom door, which made me jump two feet and almost drop the letter. I clutched the loose-leaf paper in my now-sweating hands. Hey, Zoe? It was Mom. I tensed up. One second! I stuffed the letter back into the envelope and tucked it underneath my purple comforter. I remembered I was still wearing my jacket, so I took it off and threw it over the back of my desk chair. Then I cracked my bedroom door open. Trevor's here, Mom said. Trevor? What's he doing here? 
As if she could hear my thoughts, Mom said, he wants to give you his birthday present since he wasn't at your party. There was a reason for that. He wasn't invited. Can you tell him I'm busy? I whispered. Mom's glare made it clear that she was not about to do that. Please, it's my birthday and he's not my friend anymore. Not after he made our friendship out to be a total joke. Mom's expression softened a little. When are you going to tell me what happened? I shook my head. No way was I telling her anything. She'd probably force me to forgive Trevor, and that was not going to happen. You know, as a brand new 12-year-old, Mom said, you're old enough to understand how rude it'll be if you don't come down and thank him for the gift in person. She forced my door open wider. Come on. All I wanted to do was read Marcus's letter again and figure out what it all meant and what I should do next. But first, I had to deal with my ex-best friend. If you enjoyed these chapters and are hungry for more, this title is available in ebook and audiobook through Hoopla and ebook through Libby by Overdrive. If you're enjoying Book Bites, please don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if there are books or genres you'd like to hear, email us at calvertlibrarybookbites at gmail.com to let us know. Visit calvertlibrary.info for more information and stay tuned for more Book Bites.